0: This week, it's all about what is important in your time management and productivity system. Hello, and welcome to episode 283 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline, and I am your host for this show. With the constant influx of new productivity tools, it can be difficult to settle on a set of tools because you're worried that you might be missing the boat or there could be something out there that is better than what you are using now and could, in theory, make you even better at managing your time and being more productive. But wait, do all these new tools really offer you the opportunity to improve your time management or productivity? Have you considered the time-cost penalty of switching and then learning the new way to find what you need and organise everything? The truth is not what you may think and it's something I learned several years ago. Once I did, my productivity shot through the roof. I was better organised and I quickly discovered I had more time to do the things I loved doing, which was a bit of a shock. So that brings me to this week's question. It's also a question I frequently get asked on YouTube and I thought it would be a good idea to share my discoveries with you so you can make your own decision. So let me now hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Kevin. Kevin asks, Hi, Cal, I've always wondered why you don't use apps like Notion and Obsidian. I notice a lot of productivity YouTubers use these apps, but you seem to stick with the same apps. Is there a reason you don't check these apps out? Hi, Kevin. Thank you for your question. To answer your question directly, the reason I don't switch my apps is because David Allen told me not to. Now, for those of you who don't know, David Allen wrote the Bible of time management and productivity, getting things done. And he is considered the godfather of today's productivity systems. Back in 2016, David visited Korea, and I reached out to him and got to meet him. We had lunch together and we inevitably talked productivity. The conversation soon got onto tools, and I asked him if he really does still use e-productivity, an app that was an offshoot of the old Lotus Notes. He confirmed he did. Now, at that time, I was still on my productivity tools journey. I don't think I stuck with a task manager for longer or for three or four months before I was searching around for a new one to play with. I was curious, and I asked him if he'd ever considered using something else, something that was available on his iPhone or iPad, as well as his computer e-productivity was only available on a computer. And he said, why? Well, I was a bit stuck there, but he added, why would he change something that works? Something that he'd learned to use inside out and could pretty much use with his eyes closed. He also pointed out that e-productivity was reliable. It didn't rely on syncing, which, back in 2016, was not particularly reliable for anything. And he couldn't remember the last time it crashed. As our conversation continued, David elaborated on his system. He carried with him a leather wallet that contained a little notepad and pen. If he thought of something, he'd write it down on the notepad. And when he got back to his office or hotel room, he would tear out the notes and add them to his inbox, or travelling inbox if he was on a business trip. Later, when he had time, he would transfer those notes to e-productivity. This gave him an opportunity to filter out the stuff that didn't need any action and decide whether something was a note or a task. That process wasn't something he developed overnight. It took 20 years or more. Refining and developing the so-called muscle memory to automatically add something to the notepad when anything came up isn't something you will develop over a few weeks or months. It takes years. But more importantly, the method David Allen had created for himself ensured he was always asking the right questions about something. Now, if you've read the getting things done book he writes about these questions they are what is it is it actionable and if so what needs to happen it was during our conversation i told him of my dilemma at that time which was to-doist or omnifocus david answered pick one and stick with it it was that that revolutionized my productivity Pick one and stick with it. Has been my mantra ever since then. This is why I still use Todoist and Evernote to this day. Everything David told me happened. My productivity went through the roof. I was no longer searching around looking for something better. I was focused on, and forgive the pun, getting things done. Suddenly, I was able to watch a little TV in the evenings instead of reading about new productivity tools. I started having longer and better conversations with my wife because I wasn't distracted playing around with another new toy. I'm sure it's no coincidence that from around late 2016, early 2017, I was able to run two businesses, produce two YouTube videos a week, write a blog post, as well as start this podcast. None of that would have been possible if I was still searching around and looking for new and better tools. You see, the time cost involved in switching your tools every few months is ridiculous. There's the searching around and watching countless YouTube videos. Then there's the switch cost, which where you move everything across and organise things how you want it which, ironically, is rarely different from the way you organised it before. And finally, the biggest time suck of all, learning to use the new app. That can take weeks, if not months, to get up to, to the speed you were at with your previous app. Oh, and there's all that researching, trying to figure out how to do something you were able to do in your previous app, which now you discover is not available in your new app. Do I want to go through all that again? No, thank you. Now, that's not to say there are no reasons for changing your tools. Evernote is a classic example. A few years ago, they changed their app considerably when Evernote changed to Evernote 10. The early versions were horrible and everything I'd learned in the previous eight years changed and I was faced with relearning how to use Evernote. I was at that time very tempted to change to Apple Notes. I didn't because I know the penalties of changing and I'm glad I didn't. Evernote 10 is now reliable and robust and I've had three years to learn how to use Evernote 10. But had Evernote not solved those initial problems, I would have changed. I need my tools to work so I can work. I don't want to spend time in the day trying to figure out how to fix a broken app. The more I research productive people, the more I see tools are not important. Recently, I researched author Jeffrey Archer. He began writing his books in the 1970s and wrote them by hand. He still does today. In interviews, he talks about having a system that works. So why change it? John Grisham writes his books in Word. There are loads of new writing apps that are possibly better than Word. Yet he knows Word. It works. So why change it? For him, Word is a part of his writing process. And over 50 books later, why change that system? For me, Todoist and Evernote are all part of my system do is tells me what I need to work on. Evernote contains my notes on whatever it is I am working on, whether that is a YouTube video, this podcast, a blog post or a course. It's seamless. It works and can all be done in less than two seconds. Why would I want to change that? A client of mine is a screenwriter and he's been using Final Draft for over 20 years. Can you imagine how quick he is at getting down to writing his scripts? I worked with a copywriter who had used Apple's built-in TextEdit app for 15 years and would not contemplate using anything else to do her work because a simple text file, using a simple text file for her work was transferable to any computer system or app. The brilliance was in the simplicity of her system. I've worked with photographers who can do incredible magic with Adobe's Lightroom at lightning speed because they've used it every day for over 10 years. It all comes down to what you want. It is the th- Is it the thrill of playing with something new? There's nothing wrong with that, but you need to be honest about it. You do not want to be fooling yourself into believing that the next new app will make you more productive. It won't. What will make you more productive is the system you put in place. Going back to Jeffrey Archer, his writing system is simple. He disappears on the 27th of December to his house in Mallorca, where for the next five weeks he will follow the same process every day. By the 2nd or 3rd of February, he has a completed first draft of his next book, all handwritten on a large bundle of paper. That's how you become more productive. Focus on your process for doing your work. Whether you're a salesperson, an interior designer, a doctor or a software developer, pick tools that will work for you for many years to come, and focus on doing your work, not the tools. The simpler your system, the better and faster you will be. All you need is a calendar, a task manager, and notes app for your productivity tools. These days, I would advise these are all available on each of the devices you have. So you have everything you need with you at all times. Pick tools that work for you and stick with them. By sticking with them, your system will develop, grow and adjust and that pushes you towards focusing on your work, which is the secret to becoming more productive and better with managing your time. Thank you, Kevin, for your question. Thank you to you too for listening and it just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week.